Welcome to My College Corner, sponsored by Invite Education. I'm your host, John Hupalo. Well, September's rolled around and this new school year is here. And we know that starting the very first day of high school, that first bell freshman year, college is lurking in the backs of the minds of all students. And the pressure, frankly, increases with each coming year. New seniors, they feel the most stress. They're getting their essays written, recommendations lined up, the final college list together. Everybody is anxious about how they're going to pay for college. My College Corner believes that advanced planning can help alleviate some of that stress. My guest today agrees. She identifies herself as an academic strategist and is passionate about helping students plan to ensure their dream of college does not become a nightmare. She got through college with a minimal amount of student loan debt, and she shares that insight and much more in her second book, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. I'm very excited today to welcome today's College Corner guest, Jeannie Borlowski. Great to be here, John. Thanks for inviting me. Well, uh, Jeannie, I, I'm really excited. Uh, when we first had a chance to talk, you, you describe yourself as an academic strategist, and I'm, I'm really interested in, in what that means to you and how do you present that differently than a college coach or a college professional or whatever, some of the other terms that are out there. Yeah, the work that I do is really very different from college coaching that you usually hear about where you families hire someone to help with the college application process. Really, my consulting is for medical school applicants, law school applicants, grad school applicants. I own getintomedschool.com. So my day job is all day long, I'm working with college students, helping them to set extraordinarily high goals for themselves and then plot out the fastest, least expensive way to get there. And so if you, John, someday if you have a kid that wants to go to Johns Hopkins for medical school and get a PhD at the same time, I package the kids so they look amazing in that application process. And if there are 200 applicants for one spot, your child has a fantastic chance of getting that. So that's really what I do. That's what academic strategy is all about. But as sort of an offshoot of that, I started to have my heart just broken by students with their student loan debt. A lot of it really unreasonable and unnecessary. And so now, as you said, I'm the author of the book, Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. And this is a book for parents they use it starting when their kid's 12 years old in middle school or as soon as possible after that. And it walks them step by step through how to get a kid through college debt-free in ways that will not endanger a future med school application or a future grad school application. Well, Jeannie, this is really interesting because we talk a lot on My College Corner about outcomes. Um, and many times for families, outcome means a job and, and paying off the debt. And obviously, see, the second potential outcome is going on to, to graduate school. And it's too late for my two daughters. They're, they're out and, and uh, about. But um, this notion that if, I, if my child has an aptitude, let's say, or an interest in medicine or law or maybe advanced business degrees, really um, late in middle school or even early high school, wherever that might start, you're suggesting that starting to put that plan in pay, place, put the bricks in place very early could actually help them affect that out, terrific outcome down the road it might be five, six, seven years later. 
well, when your kid's 12 years old, it, they're really interested in video games and baseball, and it's really hard to know what their aptitude is. But what we have to do is we have to protect the possibility for all kids, because you just never know. That kid that seems so ordinary and quiet at your dining room table could end up someday to be a big mouth politician could end up to be a doctor or a lawyer or a person who does cancer research. You just never know. And so for each one of the kids, what we want to do is get them through college 100% debt-free so that they have uh, the greatest, um, they've got the greatest foundation for going forward into whatever it is they're going to do, whether it's jumping straight into a career or career then grad school or going straight from college into medical school. We're trying to protect the possibilities. And uh, I think you and I are going to talk about today about how 10th grade is really a magical time for determining career focus. And maybe you're going to ask me about that later. Well, I, I want to pick up on the softball you threw me, which is this big mouth politician um, comment, <laughs> because uh, I want to ask you about that. Uh, you know, we heard a lot in the last election about debt-free college and my girls at the time. Well, this is terrific. I agree. Let's Everybody should go to school for free. Um, and I guess that means a lot of things to a lot of people. But um, let's just focus on that for a minute. When you talk about debt-free college, is that truly possible for some families, for most families, for all families if they plan right? How do you think about that? Wow. So let's talk about this from two perspectives. First of all, let's talk about it from a political perspective. Is the government somehow going to swoop in and provide debt-free college for all the students in the United States the way Canada provides health care for all of its citizens? That is not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen. And first of all, it's not going to happen because that would cost a tremendous amount of money. And it, no, there are, we can't even find money for health care for everyone. Nobody's going to find money to pay, uh, provide debt-free college for every student. Well, you know, I agree with you on that point. And I think the, 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 the real focus there is you separated just ever so beautifully the difference between political rhetoric and campaign promises and the reality. And then so I, I agree with you on that. But I, I also, you and I probably agree on this as well. Families that plan ahead can actually affect a debt-free college or a minimal, which I'm actually a minimal debt college uh, student loan guy because I think it's really important for students to have skin in the game and understand that there is an actual cost and it gives them a little incentive. So I don't want to sort of parse between minimal and no debt, but I think this idea that um, allowing yourself to be positioned so that if you want to go to grad school or you get a job that doesn't pay quite as much as you thought it would, you're not going to be endangered because you have too much student loan debt from your undergraduate days. You would agree with me on that, I take it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And you know, when we're talking about, is the government going to pay for everyone's college? It really isn't even a good idea for that to happen. If the government says, hey, free college for everyone, then it just turns into high school. Right. Where you have people who aren't even motivated to be there and are just doing it because it's something to be done and aren't taking advantage of it. I love what you said about skin in the game. Kids need to know this is an incredible privilege and I'm here and I'm putting my shoulder to the grindstone and I'm gonna do everything that I can to maximize this. Now, honestly, if I could change something about the world, I would love it if kids who got A's in classes could somehow get those paid for. You do, you do fantastic, you have a great grade point average and some benefactor, the government or somebody, is gonna come in and help you pay off the student loans on those classes you did well in. Now, you asked me, 
um, uh, is it really possible for debt-free? And, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of strategies that most people never hear about. All most parents know about is apply for government financial aid, apply for scholarships, and then take a few CLEP tests. Those are three strategies. There are at least 197 more strategies that people can use. Well, I wish we had a couple hours to go through each one of the 197, but can you give us maybe one or two that, that folks can really sort of latch on to and say, boy, that was a great idea. I hadn't thought about that. Well, here's one. In 33 states nationwide, students are allowed to take dual enrollment classes in high school, often at state expense. So this means that a kid can be in high school, go and take the algebra and the economics classes at the college down the road. The state pays lab fees, books, paperwork fees, transfer fees, all the tuition fees. The student gets college credit and high school credit at the same time. Now, students who maximize this, this kind of a program in states where it's available are often able to walk across the stage at their high school graduation with two years of, high, uh, of college credit already done. Some of them are 18 years old and they already have associate's degrees. To find, for student, people who are just hearing about this for the first time, the thing to do is just Google the name of your state along with the words dual enrollment, and you'll probably get to the state's Department of Education website, and it will tell you what the state's uh, rules in your state are for doing this. So this is just one idea. There are many, many more. John, you can have me back on the podcast, and we can talk some more about this if you like. Yeah, I would love to do that. But I, I think the uh, point that you made earlier about starting and, and really sort of focusing around the 10th grade um, and talking. And by the way, Jean, one of the things that I love about what you did with your book, and it's our philosophy exactly at My College Corner, um, and also in the book that we wrote, Plan How to Plan a Financial Family's College Dreams, um, this idea of step-by-step -step guidance, because there's a lot of noise out there, and, and we hear it all the time of, what should I be doing? I was at the soccer field, or I was at this cocktail party, and my neighbor said, and then they get all agitated, and Actually, the neighbor may not have been right or they may have been right for their particular circumstance that didn't apply to mine. So this idea of focusing and, and really getting parents um, to, to understand what they need to do today, tomorrow, the next three months, starting in around the 10th grade or so, that, that becomes that advanced planning that will lead to an outcome that could be significantly better and maybe even surprising for some families. Right. You are so right. People need help. If ever there was a process where parents needed guidance, it's this. And I don't provide this kind of help. My consulting is all for people who are going to medical school in the next 20 months. This is why I'm so glad for mycollegecorner.org, because you are what the people need to be able to say, you can say to them, here's the next thing to do. Oh, was that difficult? What was the problem? Let's help you with that. And so you're right. Starting early is really important. 10th grade point in time is really pivotal, which I hope you're going to ask me about. And having a guide is absolutely critical. Well, Jeannie, let me ask you, why is the 10th grade so critical? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, in about January of 10th grade, as a strategist now, as an academic strategist, what strategists yeah. do is we set a goal and then we figure out the fastest, least expensive way to get there. And 10th grade is the optimal time for students to be thinking about career goal. Now, not using the career planning tools offered in the local public high school. Those 
those career planning tools, they tend to be difficult to use and hard for students to navigate and the results often are not the greatest. But what I advocate for people to do, and I cover this really clearly in chapter 13 of my book, Launch, How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward. And John, I know you point people to this strategy too. In 10th grade, we want students to take three career assessments. Now, yes, people can wait till they're 55 and they're frustrated to take career assessments, but you know you're allowed to take the Myers-Briggs type indicator and the strong interest inventory and the strengths finder assessment when you're 15 years old. All you have to have is a developed enough vocabulary to be able to understand the questions. And the makers of the, is these assessments believe that age 15 is about the minimum. So students who are able to get these career assessments, have them properly interpreted by a real human being, not a computer, this is a real human being that sits with you and verifies your type on the Myers-Briggs and so it helps you to understand, here's your personality type, here's your, where your interests are, here's your top five strengths based on Gallup research. It is amazing how students are able to get a really good sense of potential career goal as early as 10th grade. And if a student as early as 10th grade knows, I wanna be an electrician, or I want to be an air traffic controller. That's a certain program that they don't have at the University of Chicago. So you apply to schools that actually have that program. If, you're, if, you, if you think, hey, I'm headed for something in healthcare. I think I may end up being a physical therapist or a doctor or a physician's assistant. Then you know the next step towards that is going to some sort of a four-year college. But it doesn't need to be an Ivy League four-year college. I'm not a fan of state universities. You can Google Berlowski and the word state universities to see why I think those are not bargain options. But often students can just jump into a school that is not an Ivy League school, not a state university, and uh, have a fantastic path to a great future. You know, I, I'll tell you, Jeannie, I, I hate cliffhangers, so I'm going to have to ask you now, um, we, why is it that you, you think that state universities may not be a great option for some students? Oh, you hate cliffhangers. I hate them. <laughs> I'll have you back to talk about something else, but I can't let this like, just sit there. Yeah, here's the thing about state universities. Some parents think, oh, I don't need to read a book on how to get my kid through college debt-free and into a job they love afterward. I don't have to read that. I'm, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to send my kid to the local state university. I looked, and I can handle the tuition that they have there because it's lower. What parents don't realize is that Often, state universities have such abysmally low four-year four graduation rates that students are taking four and six years to graduate. But any financial aid that they got runs out after four years. And so often years five and six are put on credit cards, and that's where you start to get the really exorbitant student loan debt. And why do these schools have four-year graduation rates that are so low? A lot of times it's because they're just cramming in so many people that students who are freshmen and sophomores will go to register for classes that they need, and the classes are full. Yeah. It's like buying an airplane ticket and walking down to the gate and then being told over and over again, the plane is full, you got bumped. The plane is full, you got bumped. And so uh, this is just one of many reasons why state universities do not tend to be bargains. I have an article I've written, anyone can find it by Googling my last name, Berlowski, 
and uh, the words two extra years in college, two extra years in college can cost a family $300,000 by the time you count in stunted retirement savings and lost income and a number of other things. Um, and just so I know you tell your people this all the time, John, but I'll just say it here, collegedata.com collegedata.com is a great resource because you can look up any college in the United States and you can see a bar of data presented in a standardized way and you just scroll to the right and look at outcomes and you can see the freshman satisfaction rate and the height and the four-year graduation rate and those are amazingly important if your child is not satisfied that first year they may just drop out and never go back yeah, and you know that that is the crime uh, of the whole thing that people don't talk about. If you actually look at the student loan default rates, a huge percentage of them, like more than fifty percent, the actual balance on the loan is something like five thousand dollars, and like two thirds of all the defaulters have a balance of less than ten thousand, which tells you they're starting and they're just not completing. And I think you said it, uh, Jeannie, at the at the very beginning. If the student's not properly motivated to attend college, they're going because mom said, hey, this is what you're going to do. And, you know, they think they can go to, to uh, any college you and show up there and just drink beer for a couple of weeks and have some fun and maybe, you know, meet somebody on the other uh, on their on their spectrum. That Then that's going to be a great time for them. And too many students go there um, with the, the wrong motivations. I, I think your point on this is. Is, is exactly right. It might not even be just a state you. The, the one thing about the state universities you said that, that struck me as you were saying it is you made it sound like it was just too easy. It's like the default option. Nothing happens. It seems to be affordable. I'll send little Jerry out there and she's going to have a great time. And then all of a sudden, Jerry comes back three semesters later and says, you know what? I, I, I really wanted to be a hairstylist. I'm going to go get a certificate someplace. Yeah, that's the problem. Or like I had an Uber driver the other day whose daughter went through four year degree in political science and pay and then at, realized there were no jobs. There's no jobs on Craigslist, Craigslist for political scientists. Right. And so she went back and did another four year degree. Now that's where you start to get the student loan debt piling up and piling up. Students who actually set career goal as early as 10th grade, they get a sense of vocabulary around what am I good at? What am I excited about? What am I headed for? And once they get that sense of, wow, I am headed for something significant, everything kind of starts to fall in place about motivation. They are excited about going to their classes because they can see a reason for being there. And what you described about kids just drinking beer and having fun and not getting anything done, it really comes from this old philosophy, which should have been dead a long time ago. And that is just go to college and take random college classes to see what you're interested in. Right. That's what they told me when I was in high school. Right. That's terrible advice. What are you going to take a $5,000 economics course only to realize you hate economics? Right. Well, there's a much faster, less expensive way to figure out that you hate economics. And it's by taking these three assessments, which are not that expensive. And I cover all that in chapter 13 of launch, how to get your kids through college debt free and into jobs they love afterward. Yeah, and I really encourage folks to go up and, and, and take a look at your book and, and, uh, and go through and it will absolutely uh, have there are hidden gems in there that they will find uh, to help them encourage their, their, their child to, to do the right thing. And I think one of the, the places where, where our thinking is aligned is that 
um, students have a lot of resources in school. And it's also that time in life where, frankly, the high school is telling them, hey, guess what? You're independent. You're going to be going to college. This is your decision. Um, the schools, I, uh, when I talk to guidance counselors, they, they don't like when I say it, but I'll tell them anyway. You know, they, they're, they're, they're not against the parents, but they certainly don't want to bring the parents in too much because they're helping the child sort of separate emotionally. And I think that's, that there's actually something that's really great about that because it is part of the process. But as parents, and I've been through this now twice with my daughters, you really feel like you're kind of out in the cold a little bit and, and the information you have is, is not the best. And, and your work in this area to try to help families uh, think about this outcome, the writing that you've done, the website, the way it's set up. I, I think it's all just just wonderful. Let me ask you this. So what motivated you uh, to, to get into this particular element of trying to help the families before they, they get to the, the grad school experience where your business is, is really located? Well, it's a really pretty easy explanation. I never had a client that I didn't love. I just love every single one of them. And these kids are with me applying, you know, I'm helping them apply to medical school. And one of the discussions we have to have, you know, as a strategist, I have to figure out, does this make sense? And so I'll say, how are you doing with your student loan debt? And I would have students, I had two different kinds of responses to that question. First, I would have students that said, I have $180,000 in student loan debt right now. Right. And my wow. jaw would drop and I would say, what happened? What happened? And they would say, my parents and my guidance counselor and the expensive educational consultant that my parents hired told me I should go to the fancy school that wasn't offering me any financial aid because I would have a better chance of getting into medical school. Meanwhile, I, sitting in my chair, just got a kid into a top 20 medical school who went to a Joe Blow podunk drinking school down the road. And I can tell you that's not even true. People had this assumption that expensive was going to be better and it's not. And so my heart just broke for these people. And I find my, found myself thinking if I could only get a hold of the parents when the kids are 12, Right. Or if not 12, oh man alive, 13, 14, 15, if I could get a hold of the parents. Even a lady wrote me yesterday and said, I only, I got a hold of you when my kid was 18 and I only used a quarter inch of the material in your book. And I, <laughs> I still save thousands and thousands of dollars. I thought if I could just get a hold of parents earlier, I could set these kids up for absolute success. I could help them to be at a place where they are 100% debt free and they are in a fantastic position for applying to any kind of medical school, law school, grad school. And so that's why I really, I shut down my business for a portion of time so that I could research and write this book because honestly, John, I know you feel the same way. We feel like we're saving kids' lives. Well, I know we're all on this mission together. No, no question about it, that, that there's this personal component to it. There, there's mission, uh, you know, there's a, 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 a not public purpose. I, I don't even want to say it that way because it sounds way too formal. It's just there's a very personal connection. You know what your education did for you. You know what education will do for others. And I think the approach that you're taking is just to empower families as best you can, as early as you can. It's almost, and I see this lots of times, it's almost never too late. They're clearly, you know, if the kids graduated from high school, it's a little late to put the genie back in the bottle. But I have parents coming to me saying, I didn't start saving and my kid's a senior. And I said, you know what? It's not too late. Whatever, every dollar that you save today is one that you don't have to borrow tomorrow. So that's really like very important. And I think you're, you're on that same path of trying to help families. And let me just ask you, we're, we're, we could talk, you're right, for, for a very long time. But um, is there anything else uh, in our short time 
today uh, that you'd like to leave with, with parents? Uh, any, anything I didn't ask you, any softball that I missed that you threw me uh, that would help <laughs> parents uh, get a better understanding of your work and what you're doing? Yeah, the, just to wrap up, the main thing I would tell parents is please don't feel guilty or sad or bad or stressed that you didn't think about this earlier. Sometimes parents get kind of wrapped up thinking, oh, no, I should have started saving earlier and I didn't. And so they just sort of shut down even thinking about it. What I like to say is, oh, don't worry. Nobody does every single debt-free college strategy. Nobody does everything. Just start where you are right now and jump in and see what you can do. So John, I know you know this, my book, Launch How to Get Your Kids Through College Debt-Free and Into Jobs They Love Afterward, it's set up so you read a chapter like every three months as your kids are growing up and it's got chapter titles like what to do in May of eighth grade, what to do in September of ninth grade. But parents who have jumped in and their kids already in 12th grade, what I tell them to do is take seven hours to read my book cover to cover. Just simply go through and just let go of all the things that are, it's too late to do. Don't even worry about them. Hmm. Try to capture what are some cool, awesome things that you could do. Because there are many, many things that you can do in eighth grade that you can also do in 12th grade. You can also do when you're a freshman in college or a sophomore or even a senior in college. There are lots of things that can still be done. And just go through, take notes, glean the best out, and uh, use what you can. And you'll be with the other people that say, I only used a fraction of the ideas in this book. And I got my kids saved. I saved my kids $50,000, or I got them through debt-free. And then the second thing I would say is really get support. Get support from someone like mycollegecorner.org, where they've been through this with other people, and they can actually take uh, take you through step by step and you have a human person to ask questions of because uh, you can't ask questions of me, not until later for right. med school. Um, so that's where John, your organization is so valuable. Uh, well, well, thank you, Jeannie. And thanks so much for sharing your ideas with us today. Um, just give us one last uh, plug, if you will, where should our listeners go to find more about your work or where they, where can they find launch? Uh, launch how to get your kids through college debt-free and into jobs they love afterward is available to anyone on amazon.com and then this is the one of the best resources I have I have a free Monday morning email newsletter that goes out for free to anyone who wants to subscribe you can easily sign up for those email updates at genieberlowski.com that's j-e-a-n-n-i-e-b-u-r-l-o-w-s like samki.com and then you'll be sure to whitelist me so that I show up in your primary email inbox every Monday morning. And you can do that by just Googling the words Berlowski and whitelist, all one word. And I have some lovely instructions on how you can whitelist my email so we can be on this journey together. I don't give personal help like John does, but my Monday morning email newsletter keeps you apprised if anything changes or if there's anything super important to know at a certain time of year. Well, Jeannie, thanks again. And uh, your point at the end here is great. Uh, we're all working together, trying to complement the work that we're doing. We're supporting what you're doing. We appreciate your support of mycollegecorner.org. And I'll just ask uh, our listeners who have been able to hang in here right to the end to please join our new Facebook group, uh, Jeannie, you as well, My College Corner Families. And we're going to have a great dialogue on all of these issues. We'll talk about the stresses that families have and how the process of planning and paying for college can actually help them relieve some of that stress. So again, thank you all for listening 
today's broadcast of My College Corner. Remember, saving a dollar today is better than borrowing one tomorrow. <laughs>